Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. One man car. My name is Jesse Romero. I am the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of Our Lady, my partner Ruben. He is out doing some apostolic work today. Uh, some interesting topics. I'm going to pit a, an Orthodox Catholic moral theologian against a liberal Catholic uh, theologian so that you can see the difference yourself. Let's uh, live by the words of St. Peter, Acts chapter 2, verse 40, where he said, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Close quote. Remember, we're all called to be great saints. Let's not miss the opportunity. And remember, as saints, we were made to fit into this world. We were born to stand out. The month of January is dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. Try to say the name of Jesus throughout the day as often as possible. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, I love you. Remember that in the name of Jesus, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those that are in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of, the, of God the Father. Amen. So, let me talk a little bit about what's going on in the world and in the Catholic Church. Because the world and the Catholic Church, in case you don't realize, you can't separate them. As Catholic Christians, yes, we are citizens of heaven, I get that, but we live on planet Earth. We're the mystical body of Christ here on planet Earth. And what we have to do until the day the Lord calls us home, we're supposed to bear witness, absolutely, we're supposed to bear witness to those here on planet Earth that do not know Jesus and do not know the gospel. Talk about some people that don't know the gospel. You have a slew of people out in a lot of blue states that are doing what we call uh, basically uh, smash and grab. Very sad. Smash and grab. Violation of the seventh commandment, thou shalt not steal. Violation of one of the seven deadly sins, thou shalt not uh, have avarice or commit avarice. So, there are many stores that are closing due to looting and lost profits. Major cities have been hit by a wave of smash and grab robberies. As looting continues and lockdowns return, especially in blue states, many retail companies have announced recently that they're shuttering some locations that have become simply too expensive to maintain. Yep, major cities have been hit by a wave of smash-and-grab robberies where organized groups of looters attack store employees and escape with thousands of dollars in merchandise. Organized retail theft now costs retailers across the country a grand total of about 
$65 billion a year. So who's committing this? These are evil people. They are anarchists. And anarchists, they destroy, steal, and kill like their father, the devil, tells us in John chapter 10. What does he do? Destroy, steal, and kill. Meanwhile, there's some areas that uh, are again implementing stricter COVID restrictions around the country in many of the blue states and blue cities, including mask and vaccine mandates over concerns about rising cases of the new Omicron variant. Early data has pointed to the Omicron variant being less lethal, but more contagious than the Delta variant. Let me just comment that before the scandemic, pandemic, the only people that wore masks were criminals in the commission of a crime. So police would stop and frisk a person who had a mask in public. Uh, but uh, yeah, this was before the scandemic, pandemic. But now the criminal's identity is concealed because they can wear a mask legally and law enforcement can't use that as probable cause to stop and talk to them. Some of the country's major pharmacy chains have said that they plan to close a number of stores. In, in November, CVS announced that it will close around 900 retail locations over the next three years. Did you catch that? which amounts to about 9% of its 10,000 stores. CVS locations across the country have been affected by looting over the past year and a half, but the company cited more customers shopping online in its decision to close stores. Rite Aid said this week that it is closing 63 stores in order to reduce costs and boost profitability. I'm sure those 63 stores are in blue states and in blue cities run by Democrats. In October, Walgreens announced that they would close five locations in San Francisco. Surprise, surprise. Citing rampant shoplifting across the city of San Francisco. The company said it increased security measures at Walgreens locations across the city to 46 times our chain average in an effort to combat San Francisco's organized retail theft epidemic. Yeah, most of it being committed by young black men. Just watch the videos. They're on the internet. Walgreens is far from the only retail retailer to be suffering from increased crime sprees in San Francisco. The city has seen a particularly high number of robberies involving merchandise worth tens of thousands of dollars. And grocery lockdowns or grocery stores are also fleeing or feeling, feeling the effects of spiking crime as well as lingering damage from government lockdowns. Yeah, many mom-and-pop grocery stores have just closed down. They can't operate under this COVID uh, tyranny. Kroger, the nation's largest grocery chain, made headlines earlier this year when it closed several stores in Seattle and Long Beach, California after the local governments demanded the company pay its workers hazard pay for working through the pandemic. Once again, government overreach, uh, you know, putting the, their jackboot, their, their tyrannical jackboot on the neck of these businesses. Iconic department stores 
are not immune either. For example, Macy's is on track to close the remaining 60 out of 125 stores the company has been working on sunsetting over the last year or so. The company said last month that it plans to close 10 of those stores in January. Macy's has shifted to focusing more on its e-commerce business in recent years. And Macy's and many other retail companies also took a hit in 2020 when government lockdowns hobbled their businesses and looters damaged locations in major cities during rioting in the wake of the death of George Floyd. What about J.C. Penney and Neiman Marcus? Did you know they've also filed for bankruptcy? Last year, after weeks of lockdowns, this became the final straw for the struggling companies. Asked about the more recent surge in retail robberies last month, White House Press Secretary Jan Saki, we call her Jan Spinmeister Saki, she um, she appeared to blame to blame former President Donald Trump, saying President Biden has proposed more funding for local police. First lie, big lie. And she also blamed Jen Psaki also blamed COVID nineteen, saying the pandemic is a root cause of the rise in looting incidents. That's a second lie. Two lies: Biden and the Democrats. We're running on the defund the police. That's why every sheriff's and police union was endorsing Trump. By the way, who had the election stolen from him. <laughs> the COVID scandemic is just an excuse. Why? People rob because they are evil in their heart. Therefore, their outward actions are evil. If people would only obey the seventh commandment, thou shall not steal, which is also a violation of one of the seven deadly sins, the sin of avarice or greed, taking what does not belong to you, or the tenth commandment, thou shall not covet thy neighbor's goods. If people would just follow the divine positive law called the Ten Commandments that God gave us, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in. But unfortunately, many Amer- we live in a post-Christian country. This is why this is happening. This is a post-Christian America. And as a result of that, this is why we have people with malformed consciences, uninformed consciences, deformed consciences that see nothing wrong with taking something from somebody, from someone that doesn't belong to them. What are we doing? Who are these young people that are committing these burglaries and these thefts around the country, okay? Well, thanks to our public school Marxist education, what we're doing is we're raising a generation of monsters. If you don't believe me that we're raising a generation of monsters, just take a look at Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Occupy Wall Street, all young people that are college educated. You're listening to Jesus 911. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, one-man car. My name is Jesse Romero. I am going to pit an Orthodox Catholic moral theologian with a liberal Catholic theologian. And you're going to see that it's almost two different religions. I would argue that it is two different religions. In the Catholic faith, we have the one true religion that goes back all the way to the time of the apostles that holds to the deposit of faith, the perennial teachings of the church. And then we have liberation theology or Marxism and Catholicism or progressivism or liberalism or whatever you want to call it that's uh, hijacked the minds of many theologians and many Catholics have grown up under this system. There's an article written by Dr. Janet Smith, who's a moral theologian. She's retired. She's on the Orthodox camp. The the, uh, article is called The Fake Theology Behind Vaccine Mandates. So she's going to respond to a liberal Catholic theologian who is promoting the vaccines. So here in this article, and I'll comment, I'll tell you when it's my comment, you have two uh, moral theologians One is on the right, orthodox. The other is on the left, liberal, progressive. And you're going to see there's almost two different religions. Let me take a shot of water there. Okay, so let's do it. Dr. Janet Smith writes about this liberal Catholic theologian. In her National Catholic Reporter article, by the way, that's uh, a Catholic liberal progressive rag okay they call themselves a a, a new source these are modernist liberal catholics woodstock hippie catholics that have been uh, doing damage in the church for decades they're called the national catholic reporter an article catholics seeking religious exemptions from vaccines must follow true church teaching on conscience so the liberal professor Therese Lysot, a professor of bioethics and a corresponding member of the Pontifical Academy for Life, maintains that Catholics in good conscience must receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Now, first of all, my head's spinning because Pope seems to put one pro-homosexual or one modernist theologian after another. He surrounds himself with these uh, dissenting theologians. Why? I can't read his heart. I don't know why. Dr. Janet Smith, the one that's on our side, the side of orthodoxy, writes, From the get-go, she, liberal Dr. Lysette, makes it clear that those who refuse to get vaccinated are egocentric, deficient in their understanding of what the healing ministry of Jesus requires, not committed to unity or the common good, without concern for the poor and vulnerable and lacking in charity. Stop there. <laughs> yeah, this is leftist propaganda. So if you don't get vaxxed, the liberal professor of bioethics, Dr. Lysette, says, we are mean people. We're not nice. Okay, Dr. Janet Smith, the good doctor, writes, what a beginning. Dr. Lysette doesn't exactly exhibit the charitable practice of assuming the best motives on the part of one's dialogue partner. Indeed, Neither in the template nor in the essay written to accompany the document does Dr. Lysette, the liberal theologian, show the slightest interest in why Catholics like me and Dr. Janet Smith 
or others might resist taking a COVID-19 vaccine. Clearly, they are just selfish dunderheads. That's speaking about myself and Dr. Janet Smith, that we're just selfish dunderheads who don't understand what is manifestly true for those in the know. So if you're an Orthodox Catholic and you don't take the vax, you are not in the know, according to the the left in the Catholic Church. Dr. Lysette's argument is one based largely, largely on an appeal to authority. She cites the magisterial documents issued by the Holy See and the USCCB, as well as remarks by Pope Francis. Dr. Lysette, the liberal, claims that these statements teach that Catholics have a moral responsibility to be vaccinated and to assist the global community in achieving vaccination levels sufficient for herd immunity. Dr. Janet Smith, the Orthodox theologian, says, None of these documents, however, have the degree of magisterial authority to require assent. They are all low-level documents or non-magisterial statements that cannot impose obligations on Catholics. While these sources do attempt to make a strong case that there's a moral responsibility to receive the the vaccine, none speak of a moral obligation to do so. Dr. Janet Smith says, as I, as I shall show you, according to Catholic theology, they can't do so. So the liberal professor, Dr. Lysette, lists a public service announcement which features Pope Francis, six cardinals, and archbishops from North, Central, and South America. It was issued alongside another PSA, public service announcement, featuring several past presidents and former first ladies. Does Dr. Lysette the liberal truly believe that a PSA has magisterial authority? Are you kidding me? Does she think Catholics can be bamboozled so easily by a public service announcement? Listed also is a statement by a Vatican COVID-19 commission in collaboration with the Pontifical Academy for Life, which, by the way, has been hijacked by the left, which, while it does strongly encourage people to get the vaccine, does not speak of a moral obligation to do so. All it can offer is guidance. It has no authority over the conscience of Catholics. Moreover, the presence of several of several pro-abortion individuals on the Academy Pontifical for Life erodes the trust of Catholics in the guidance offered by the Academy, by the Academy at this time under this pontificate. Dr. Lysett also cites a document from the USCCB Committee on Pro-Life Activities, which, again, is a document that imposes no obligation on the consciences of Catholics. It provides guidance in a time of great confusion, but by its very nature, cannot oblige Catholics to receive an experimental vaccine. The most authoritative document put out by the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith is called Note on the Morality of Using Some Anti-COVID-19 Vaccines. was written not to urge people to get a COVID-19 vaccine, but to inform them that in their judgment, using the vaccine is morally acceptable, provided some criteria are met. 
Dr. Janet Smith says, I cite below, uh, I cite below, uh, to, or she says, studies I cite below indicate it is arguable that those criteria have been met. In other words, she questions if they've been met or not. And so do most of us that haven't taken the vax. Dr. Janet Smith, the moral theologian who's orthodox, says, the CDF document deals largely with the moral problem of possible material cooperation with abortion since the vaccines have either been developed or tested by using fetal cell lines generated from living babies in the course of abortions. That's the key argument right there. It argues that getting the vaccine does not involve, the, CD, the CDF says, that uh, getting the vaccine does not involve a, uh, a, a person in material cooperation with abortion. Dr. Janet Smith says, elsewhere, I have argued that although there are likely many good reasons to reject the COVID-19 vaccines, including their scandalous associations with abortion, receiving the vaccines does not involve a real cooperation with the evil of abortion. Here, Dr. Smith says, I shall not revisit that issue, though certainly that is a major concern of many of those who choose not to get vaccinated like myself. The CDF note makes it clear that there's no moral obligation to get a vaccine. Did you catch that? There is The CDF note says there's no moral obligation to get a vaccine. Here's what it says, quote, at the same time, practical reason makes evident that vaccination is not, as a rule, a moral obligation and that, therefore, it must be voluntary. In any case, from the ethical point of view, the morality of vaccination depends not only on the duty to protect one's own health, but also on the duty to pursue the common good. In the absence of other means to stop or even prevent the epidemic, the common good may recommend vaccination especially to protect the weakest and most exposed. Those who, however, for reasons of conscience, refuse vaccines produced with cell lines from aborted fetuses must do their utmost to avoid, by other prophylactic means and appropriate behavior, becoming vehicles for the transmission of the infectious agent. In particular, they must avoid any risk to the health of those who cannot be vaccinated for medical or other reasons and who are most vulnerable. Now, how deceptive is it that Dr. Lysette, the liberal, does not cite and consider this passage? She, in other words, Dr. Lysette, the liberal, is misusing this, uh, the CDF document for the magisterium. Why? While stating that getting the vaccine must be voluntary is not aimed only at physically forced vaccination, but also at the possibility of coercive measures used to, to force people to get the vaccine. And such coercive measures are being used. You don't believe me? Members of the military must get vaccinated to remain in the military. Students in many universities and schools must be vaxxed to attend. Many jobs are now requiring employees to be vaccinated. Federal employees must get vaccinated, except for members of Congress and their staff, of course. And one bishop even tried to bar Catholics who are unvaccinated from access to Holy Mass and other church events, although he later backtracked on that decree because of a Catholic backlash. Yes, 
the the note from the CDF does speak of the duty to pursue the common good, but implicitly acknowledges that there may be other ways to protect the common good and also, extremely importantly, that those who have a conscientious objection to vaccines produced from cell lines from aborted fetuses, if they work to protect the vulnerable, need not get a COVID-19 vaccine. Any magisterial authority the document has resides in its articulation of general moral principles. Listen to me. The magisterium cannot give specific advice to particular individuals about practical matters. I'm going to repeat this again. The church's magisterium cannot give specific advice to particular individuals about practical matters. I'm sharing a document. Dr. Janet Smith, an orthodox moral theologian, responding to a liberal theologian, Dr. Lysette. We'll be back. Good stuff. This is intellectual prize fighting at its finest. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. Remember the month of July, uh, what am I talking July? The month of January is dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus throughout the day with faith, hope, and love. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, I love you. Just project the name of Jesus into the cosmos and sanctify the air with the sweet aroma of Christ. I'm sharing an article with you written by Dr. Janet Smith, who's a moral theologian. She's an orthodox. She's on the right side of the issues. She's uh, she's uh, responding to a liberal theologian, Dr. Therese Lysette, a liberal progressive uh, bioethics theologian, on the issue of should you take the vaccine or should you not take the vaccine. Obviously, both of them are coming at it from different points of view. So this is what I would call intellectual sparring. This is an intellectual heavyweight fight. Now, Many of us that are Orthodox, we obviously will, will, will assert that uh, Pope Francis, the Holy Father, that he doesn't have magisterial authority uh, to, to make Catholics, force Catholics to get the vaccine. Dr. Lysette, the liberal theologian, misuses church documents to try to make us believe that Pope Francis does have the authority to make a lay Catholic take the, va- the jab, the vaccine. So, and Dr. Lysette tries to defend Pope Francis's uh, magisterial authority by erroneously uh, citing Lumen Gentium 25. This is shocking the way this liberal theologian misuses a church document to try to say that Pope Francis has authority to do something that he clearly doesn't have. Let's first read Lumen Gentium 25, the way it's misused by a liberal theologian to say that Pope Francis can order us to get the jab. Lumen Gentium 25 reads, that the Holy Father exercises an authentic magisterium even when he is not speaking ex cathedra. That is, regards must be shown in such a way that his supreme magisterium 
is acknowledged with reverence. The judgments made by him are sincerely adhered to according to his manifest mind and will. His mind and will in the matter may be, may be known either from the character of the documents, from his frequent repetition of the same doctrine, or from his manner of speaking. Close quote. All right. Well, Lumen Gentium says that he's got, the Pope has to be speaking about a doctrine. Taking the vaccine is not a doctrinal issue. It's a prudential judgment. And Lumen Gentium 25, it cannot possibly apply to Pope Francis's prudential judgments on the vaccine. Because no respectable theologian has ever claimed that the authority of the papal magisterium extends to whether or not an individual should get a vaccine, any vaccine, let alone an experimental mRNA vaccine. Let's remember... The Holy Father Pope Francis is not an expert on the health risks of a a virus or the safety and effectiveness of vaccines. And even if he were, again, papal authority does not extend to such matters. So the liberal theologian Dr. Lysette distorts the guidance given in the documents and claims that they teach that Catholics have a duty, a responsibility, or an obligation to receive the vaccines. (laughs) Malarkey. That's a bunch of malarkey. Liberal theologian Dr. Lysette, uh, you know, she believes that we have an obligation according to the Pope to receive the vaccines. There is much talk of responsibility in the statements liberal theologian Dr. Lysette references, but never do they say that there is a duty or obligation to receive the vaccine. Dr. Lysette, this progressive, insists that Catholics must get a COVID-19 vaccine because the vaccine is ordinary treatment. Yet liberal theologian Dr. Lysette gives no consideration to the fact that people have no obligation to use experimental medicines or procedures. The Declaration on Euthanasia, which is Section 4, makes it clear that patients may use experimental means, but that they need not do so if they judge the risk to be too great. And the National Institutes of Health is zealous in claiming the vaccines are safe and effective, although other groups with well-credentialed experts at the helm claim that the vaccines have been rushed through the approval process and are far from safe. So you have doctors pitted against each other on the vaccinations, whether they're safe or not. Okay, Half the world's doctors are saying, yeah, they're safe. By the way, they're getting a government paycheck. And half the world's doctors are saying, no, they're not safe. Don't take them. They're not getting a government paycheck. Who do you believe? You believe the doctors that are getting a government paycheck or the doctors that are independent and looking at the data and not at their wallet? Hmm. Despite the FDA approval of the Pfizer vaccine, the legitimacy of that approval has been questioned. Indeed, none of the vaccines have completed the third phase required for new drugs and seem to have diminished capacity to defend against the new variants. Did you catch that? None of the vaccines have completed the third phase required for new drugs and seem to have diminished capacity to defend against the new variants. Many of those seeking exemptions from the vaccines 
<coughs> are familiar with groups such as American Frontline Doctors, who I read almost every day, every other day at least. These independent doctors warn about the misinformation the government and the CDC have put out about COVID-19 and the vaccines. But for liberal professor Dr. Lysett, not to acknowledge the work of such groups like American Frontline's doctors and attempt to refute them considerably undercuts her credibility. Has liberal professor Dr. Lysett, has she truly dialogued with those who question the safety and efficacy of the vaccines? Does she know their concerns? Can she, can she answer their questions? We have a lot of concerns with uh, purportedly what they're telling us. Here's a couple of concerns we have. There's been an endless string of lies told by Dr. Fauci, lies about the origin of the virus, lies about the effectiveness of the mask, lies about the dangers of the vaccine, lies about herd immunity. With some regularity over the last two years, medical dictator Fauci has, ha has had to reverse his positions, reversals that often confirm what the skeptics have believed. Most importantly, lies have been told by Fauci about such effective early treatments as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. It's horrifying that Australia bans doctors from prescribing ivermectin. Number two, you also have the mainstream media, the social media, have been censoring qualified credentialed doctors from raising concerns about COVID-19 vaccines. The, the truth is always best discovered when all the counter evidence and reasonable arguments are given due attention. That's not happening with COVID-19 vaccines. Not surprisingly, this censorship exacerbates distrust of authorities and experts. Number three, the deaths from COVID-19 have been grossly overstated. Number four, few people die from COVID-19 alone. Comorbidities are so frequently present, it is difficult to determine the true cause of death. From the CDC website, for 6% of the deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned. For deaths with conditions or causes, in addition to COVID-19, on average, there were 2.9 additional conditions or causes per death. The number of deaths with each condition or cause is shown for all deaths by age groups. Values in the table represent the number of deaths that mention the condition listed and 94% of deaths mention more than one condition. Number five, those who die with COVID-19 are typically elderly. 56.8% of those who die with COVID-19 are over 75 years old. The average lifespan in the U.S. is 79 years old or so. So 78.5% of those who die with COVID-19 are 65 or older. Number six, people are dying from the vaccines, perhaps even more than COVID-19. It is likely that the numbers are greatly underreported. Did you catch that? People are dying from the vaccines, perhaps even more than the COVID-19. It is likely that the numbers are greatly underreported. One study shows the vaccines cause more harm than good. In fact, it's possible that the COVID vaccines are leaky vaccines that accelerate the spread of more deadly variants.
Number seven, no one knows the long-term effects of the vaccines. Number eight, people who get vaccinated still die from COVID-19. So how how effective can the vaccine be? What other vaccines requires that the vaccinated be protected against the unvaccinated. That's the narrative from the left. Number nine, critics of the COVID-19 vaccine experience extreme cognitive dissonance in watching politicians and celebrities advocate wearing masks and making exceptions for themselves of churches being closed with abortion clinics left open, of numbers of people at funerals being limited to immediate family, while demonstrations for politically correct purposes being permitted. How can there not be enormous suspicion of the information given to us by those who make these decisions? Can people believe health is of the first concern of those who make these decisions? <laughs> not at all. Yep, you can have a BLM riot. Nobody, ha- nobody has to wear a mask, but you can't have a birthday party. Number 10, those who have natural immunity from having COVID-19 are still required to get a COVID-19 vaccine, even though studies demonstrate that natural immunity is much more effective than vaccination. (laughs) More cognitive dissonance for the left. You're listening to Jesus 911. I'm a one-man car. My name is Jesse Romero. Talking about two theologians going at it, intellectually sparring over the vaccine. Dr. Jenna Smith and Dr. Lysette. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Come, Holy Spirit, come by the powerful intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, your most well-beloved spouse. Jesus, I trust in you. The month of January is the month in the Catholic Church dedicated to the holy name of Jesus. There's two theologians that are going at it. Dr. Janet Smith, an Orthodox moral theologian, is going at it with a liberal Catholic theologian, Dr. Therese Lysot, on the issue of vaccinations. Dr. Janet Smith says, Surprisingly, high numbers of healthcare workers, many with natural immunity from COVID-19, and many at risk to their own lives who cared for patients in COVID-19 for well over a year, are declining to get COVID-19 vaccines even though the refusal is costing their jobs and is costing a shortage of healthcare workers, which harms everyone. Hmm. What do these healthcare workers know that we don't know? Also, Dr. Smith says Australia has become a police state because of irrational fears about COVID-19. Unless some people resist that coercion, the erosion of fundamental freedoms in the U.S. will continue. Not every critic of the vaccines shares all of the concerns that I just mentioned. Perhaps some study cited above might actually be refuted and none of the critics would object to an honest evaluation of their claims and in fact would welcome their voices to be heard. But the liberal theologian Dr. Lysot may believe that all of the above concerns are unfounded, but they are concerns of the critics of the COVID-19 vaccines. Those who seek to persuade others of something are unwise to ignore or dismiss their concerns. They should respectfully respond to concerns. Dr. Lysot, the liberal theologians, 
should have researched these concerns in order to be in order to qualify to counsel those who are weary of COVID-19. If liberal theologian Dr. Lysot, if she actually does such counseling and listens to those she counsels, she's likely to find them more knowledgeable about the information that has informed her thinking than she is about the information that has formed theirs. Now, the basic argument of Dr. Lysot is that those is that those who allow the church to form their consciences have a moral obligation to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. That's the liberal Catholic argument. But Dr. Janet Smith says, there's no magisterial teaching that has taught that, nor in fact, could there ever be such a teaching since it requires scientific expertise that does not belong to the magisterium of the church. The role of conscience is to apply the general moral principles to particular moral decisions. Were Catholics simply to accept the guidance of a pope and, and various cardinals and bishops uh, on, on practical matters, we would not be exercising the fullness of our humanity. We would be blindly following church authority, authorities in areas Outside their expertise. Outside their expertise. Magisterially, the church does not teach that we must act out of love for our neighbor. and for, uh, Or the church does teach. The church does teach magisterially, it's right from the New Testament, that we must act out of love for our neighbor and for the common good. But the church does not teach and cannot magisterially teach whether or not a COVID-19 vaccine is loving towards one neighbor and for the common good. This does not mean that Catholics should give no heed whatsoever to opinions of church leaders and their various instruments at arriving at these opinions. For example, the USCCB document Forming Consciousness for Faithful Citizenship rightly describes the responsibility of Catholics to pay heed to views of church authorities on public policy while acknowledging the freedom of Catholics to differ from those views. Prudential judgment is also needed in applying moral principles to specific policy choices in areas such as armed conflict, housing, healthcare, immigration, and others. This does not mean that all choices are equally valid or that our guidance and that of our church leaders is just another political opinion or policy preference among many others. Rather, we urge Catholics to listen carefully to the church's teachers when we apply Catholic social teaching to specific proposals and situations. The judgments and recommendations that we make as bishops on such specific issues do not carry the same moral authority as statements of universal moral teachings. Nevertheless, the church's guidance on these matters is an essential resource for Catholics as they determine whether their own moral judgments are consistent with the gospel and with Catholic teaching. The freedom of Catholics to reject teachings of church authorities on public policy issues applies even more so to decisions about medical treatments or procedures they must personally undergo. Even Catholics, 
even Catholic bioethicists who are enthusiastic about COVID-19 vaccines, such as Charles Camosi, argue strongly that mandates or coercion to get the vaccine are violations of personal conscience. Now, here's what the left uses all day long. They'll say that Pope Francis and others have repeatedly stated that receiving a COVID vaccine is a gift of love to others. Yet, it does not promote the common... They'll say, yet it does not promote the common good that skeptics abandon their own assessment of matters. There is no need to list the times here that the latest scientific evidence has been wrong. The hesitancy of many in the African-American community to receive the COVID vaccine has historical roots, as in the Tuskegee experiment. Again, this is why many blacks, uh, d- uh, you know, in, in greater measures, don't want to get the vaccine. They remember what the government did to them during the Tuskegee experiment. Again, liberal professor Dr. Lyson may be surprised to learn that most of the critics of the vaccine are very cognizant of the claims she makes and of what is reported in the mainstream media, but they no longer pay, pray, and obey. Liberal theologian Dr. Lysette keeps insisting that those who love their neighbor must get vaccinated. But the unvaccinated believe they're loving their neighbor by being willing to be called selfish and egocentric and unloving in order to resist what they, what they see to be a foolish reliance upon a Marxist government officials and certain representatives of the medical dictatorship industry. Indeed, the medical establishment is slowly confirming the concerns that many have had about COVID-19 vaccines. And one of the concerns is that scientific studies show that natural immunity is far more effective than vaccines. Not only has this failed to receive the attention this deserves, but the mainstream media has censored this medical fact that natural immunity is more effective than the vaccines. This has been censored by the mainstream Marxist media. Just recently, a professor at John Hopkins noted that studies do show that natural immunity in those who have had COVID-19 is as good or better than vaccine-induced immunity. Something my wife, the nurse, has been telling me for two years. Professor Marty McCary, a professor of medicine at John Hopkins, noted that studies do show that natural immunity in those who have had COVID-19, like me and Terry, is as good or better than, than vaccine-induced immunity. Here's what the doctor says from John Hopkins. He says, that's why it's so frustrating that the Biden administration has repeatedly argued that immunity conferred by vaccines is preferable to immunity caused by natural infection. That rigid adherence to an outdated theory is also reflected in President Biden's recent announcement that large companies must require their employees to get vaccinated or submit to regular testing regardless of whether they previously had the virus. Downplaying the power of natural immunity has had deadly consequences. In January, February, and March, 
we wasted scarce vaccine doses on millions of people who had previously had COVID if we had asked Americans who were already protected by natural immunity to step aside in the vaccine line, tens of thousands of lives could have been saved. This is not just you know, 2020 hindsight. Many of us were vehemently arguing and writing at the time for such a rationing strategy. Those who refuse the vaccine are working not only to make the medical establishment prove its claims, but also to pressure the government to res- respect fundamental human rights frequently at a great cost to themselves. Standing up for evidence based on science and for respect of law and human rights is one of the best gifts of love that we can give our neighbors. Hear, hear. I hope no healthcare worker or establishment uses liberal Dr. Lysot's template to engage in dialogue with those who are hesitant to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. It is insulting and condescending in tone. It misrepresents church teaching on magisterial teaching. It considers few, if any, counter-arguments to her position. In the long run, the template will be counterproductive for her cause. For, for if this is the best argument that the left can be made, that can be made for receiving the vaccine, it really will convince no skeptic and will only confirm skeptics like myself in our belief that the arguments that leftist Catholics and leftist politicians make for the receiving the vaccine are weak indeed. My name is Jesse Romero. I can assure you that here on VMPR.org, there's only one vax that I'm going to push. It's called the blood of Jesus. And the only virus I'm going to talk about is the virus of sin. Live in a state of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Do not be afraid. Life is short. Eternity is forever. St. Padre Pio says, Pray hope and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and will hear your prayer. The devil wants us to fall into despair. But we, we rejoice in the fact that we serve the Virgin Most Powerful, a 12-star general. And we rejoice that we Proclaim the name of Jesus Christ and march under his banner. Christ conquers, Christ reigns, Christ commands. Up next, Gary Machuda, hands on apologetics. As for me, EOW, end of watch, I'm out.